Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about polycystic kidney disease. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash pkd or in the renal medicine section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. And you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember it longer at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Polycystic kidney disease is a genetic condition where the healthy kidney tissue is replaced with many fluid-filled cysts. The enlarged kidneys may be palpable on examination of the abdomen. Polycystic kidney disease leads to renal failure. There are two types of polycystic kidney disease, autosomal dominant and autosomal recessive. The autosomal dominant type is more common. Let's start by talking about autosomal dominant polycystic kidney disease. The affected genes in the autosomal dominant type are the PKD1 gene on chromosome 16 in 85% of cases and the PKD2 gene on chromosome 4 in the remaining 15% of cases. There are extra renal manifestations, meaning features that occur outside of the kidneys, and these include cerebral aneurysms, cysts elsewhere in the body, including the liver, spleen, pancreas, ovaries, and prostate, mitral regurgitation in the heart, and colonic diverticula. Complications include chronic loin or flank pain, hypertension or raised blood pressure, Gross hematuria, meaning bright red blood in the urine, which can occur with cyst rupture and usually resolves within a few days. Recurrent urinary tract infections, kidney stones and end-stage renal failure occurs at an average age of 50 years. Next let's talk about autosomal recessive polycystic kidney disease. The autosomal recessive type is caused by a mutation in the polycystic kidney and hepatic disease 1 or PKHD1 gene on chromosome 6. The autosomal recessive type is more rare and severe than the autosomal dominant type. It's often picked up on antenatal scans during pregnancy with oligohydramnios, which is a reduced amniotic fluid volume due to reduced urine output by the fetus with diseased kidneys. Oligohydramnios leads to underdevelopment of the fetal lungs, described as pulmonary hypoplasia, and then respiratory failure shortly after birth. Patients may require hemodialysis within the first few days of life. They may have dysmorphic features such as underdeveloped ear cartilage, low-set ears, and a flat nasal bridge. End-stage renal failure usually occurs before reaching adulthood. Finally, let's talk about management. Ultrasound and genetic testing are used for the diagnosis. Tolvaptan, which is a vasopressin receptor antagonist, can slow the development of cysts and the progression of renal failure in the autosomal dominant type of polycystic kidney disease. Tolvaptan requires specific criteria and specialist monitoring. Management may involve antihypertensive medication for hypertension, for example ACE inhibitors, 
analgesia for acute pain, antibiotics for infections, for example urinary tract infections or cyst infections, drainage of symptomatic cysts by aspiration or surgery, dialysis for end-stage renal failure, and renal transplant for end-stage renal failure. Other management steps include genetic counselling, avoiding contact sports due to the risk of cyst rupture, avoiding non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and anticoagulants, and MR angiography, or MRA, can be used to screen for cerebral aneurysms. So thanks for listening to this episode on polycystic kidney disease. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. Head over to members.zerotofinals.com for questions on this podcast that can help you test your knowledge of the information, see how much you've retained, and identify any facts that you've missed while going through the content. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll move on to a whole new series on neurology and start with an episode on stroke.